Get him. Welcome, folks. Y'all come on in and make yourself at home. This here, well, this is the Rolling Thunder Podcast. Your home for all things Rolling Thunder. This episode is brought to you by Mossy Oak. Because everything is better in Bottomland. Kent Cartridge. Quality matters. Performance counts. Shen Gear. Waterfowl gear that is built better. And Benelli USA. Dominate the skies. Well, welcome back to another episode of the Rolling Thunder Podcast. Um, there will be no what's up, buddy, on this one because Spence is in South Carolina this week, so I'm flying solo. But on the other end of the phone, we got the mouth call magician himself, old Josh Grossenbacher, the man, the myth, the legend, who just got back from Texas, and before that, he went on a Mississippi melee himself. So he's uh he's already got a couple under his belt. So how you doing? You staying dry up there? Oh yeah, what's up, buddy? <laughs> working hard or hardly working? No, I'm working hard back at it. How was Gotta Texas? Keep some... Texas was great. Um, a lot of fun. Um, we got into them pretty good. Uh, it was a pretty big camp. I think altogether there was around 20, 22 guys, something like that. A wow. um, bunch of the guys from Mossy Oak. Uh, one of my... Uh, heroes growing up who I've gotten to be really good friends with over the years. Ernie Calandrelli was in camp and well, anybody cool. that knows Ernie is, he's like a national treasure. I mean, mm-hmm. he cooks, he cleans, he constantly telling jokes. Um, he's what camp life is all about. And just getting to be around him for a, a few days is it's almost as good as getting to go hunting. <laughs> That's cool. And Mississippi looks like y'all cleaned up a little bit down there. Oh, we had a we had a great time in Mississippi hunting with Peyton Mayat and his uh, his family. Um, Pretty cool camp they got down there, isn't it? Oh, it's beautiful. Sits on a lake back in there in the woods, and yeah, it's really nice. Yeah, really nice. Yeah, but today Josh and I wanted to get on here because we be we've been getting a lot of questions about the new calls that we have uh, for this spring. Uh, a bunch of new mouth yelpers, and we got a few new pot calls, a couple new pot calls. Um, but first we wanted to get Josh to kind of give a breakdown of kind of the dynamics, the specifics behind mouth calls, because a lot of times people don't know which one they like and which one they would like so that they they don't have to go, you know, buy every single one of them to find out, find the one that they like. So Josh just kind of run through each of the different cuts that we do on a mouth call and kind of what each of them mean and what kind of air presentation you need on them. Okay. So I guess we'll do, we'll do bat wing first. We'll go alphabetical yeah. order. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So with the bat wing, and we've got we've got quite a few of them in our line. Um, it's kind of a, a favorite to a lot of guys. <clears throat> with that little flap coming out in the middle, it kind of it's kind of centered up in your tongue, giving you that option of both open sides. Like if a guy favors pushing the the air to try to get the clear out of it out of the right side or the left side, you've got that option on both of them. It, it's kind of a, I don't want to say more user-friendly style of cut, but uh, 
I guess overall, it, it seems to be a, a favorite for a lot of people, mm-hmm. and I think it, that that is the reason behind that. Um, we've got the that's a bat wing. We've got a combo style cut, a few. Um, somebody's yelping in the background. Say somebody's yelping on a combo cut right now. Oh, Riley Bennett, come yelping through the door. What you got? What what was that? What are you yelping with? Spring Legion Batwing. Is that your favorite? Right now it is. Okay, he'll change his mind here in about a week or so. Um, <laughs> so back to combo cut. The combo cut is has the the one slit in the left side of the top, and then the right side is open, um, where a lot of guys favor that right side of getting their clear notes. Mm-hmm. Um, that seems to be a very popular call for us right now. I know I've always really liked. Well, my combo, my signature combo cut and the done deal. Um, and the differences between everything in our line, that, like the combo cuts are <clears throat> the different um, tensions in the latex, mm-hmm. which some of them are a little bit tighter than others. And like me personally, I like, I like them a little bit looser. I like to get a little more vibration out of the call where some guys like them tight. Right. And you can really kind of hammer on them to produce you know loud aggressive yelps and cuts mm-hmm. um i personally like the the lighter stuff because i can i can get softer tones and notes where whether it be like wines and clucks and purrs that uh that stuff when you're trying to finish the deal right um we've got some ghost cuts which the ghost cut has kind of the middle cut out of it and <clears throat> that's kind of for the guys that favor just blowing the the air straight out, straight through the middle of the call, um, it's going to be. <clears throat> I personally can't yelp very well on a ghost cut, but I can whistle, get really clear whistles and mm-hmm. stuff like that, and some some good clucks and purrs out of them. Uh, but that's that's more center your tongue, center your mouth, pushing the air out through that way. Right. Um. We've got a new V cut out, uh, the uh, JR Lanham 4. It's a tighter stretch, split V. It's going to be more for uh, loud, aggressive cutting and yelping, really raspy uh, style of calling. That's more of uh, <clears throat> pushing the air through the center of the call as well. And I guess those got, are the four big ones. Then you got the true double, the new true double we got, which we'll talk about in a minute, just, but that's just two stacked. Latex reads, just straight latex reads, isn't it? Yes. No rasp in it, just straight. It's no, I, and that's I found it really easy to break over yelps on it. You're not going to get any rasp out of it just because there's no cuts in it. But from a beginner standpoint, from somebody who's trying to figure out that high and the low on a yelp on a mouth call, I think that true double is definitely the way to do it. Oh, I agree 100%. And being at the shows and being around – um some of the, I don't want to say old timers, but uh, guys that have been doing it a long time, they like a call that they can get that key out, key out, key out. I mean, that they just love to be able to produce that sound. And even for, you know, guys that kind of struggle with a mouth call and, and being able to do that, um, just seems like being around this stuff for so long, that's a, that's a sound that guys like and can easily produce mm-hmm. and that, that true double is great for that yeah yeah 
talk talk for a little bit about the different colors of latex that there are because those aren't just for show. That's not just to put a different color contrast to be more appealing to the eye. <laughs> no, a lot of a lot of these different colors are different <clears throat> different thicknesses of latex, um, like the blue and the gray and the red. In some of them, is a little bit thicker, and then um, like. In the rare breed calls, the the, the red and yellow top top reeds and those are a little bit thinner, um, and it's those thinner reeds to thicker reeds that the thinner reeds are going to take a little bit less air pressure, going to be a little bit easier to control than the than the heavier latexes. So yeah, all of those different colors, they're yeah, they're not just for show; they're they're serving the purpose. <laughs> is it a pretty good rule of thumb that the darker the latex is, the heavier it is? Um, kind of, yeah, I mean, yeah, like the dark blue and gray, I mean, you can, you can see it instantly compared to like a, a thinner read of yellow or a thinner read of green or some of this colored prophylactic right. you, that you can kind of see through to the reeds, but beneath it with this darker red, blue and gray, it's hard to see what's underneath of it because it is so thick. You can't, you can't tell the density of it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, obviously the thicker latex is going to need more air. To make it run but um we're gonna kind of run through the new calls that we got we got this spring just kind of run down the list here we can talk as much or as little about each of them as we want and to start with the small frame combo um it's it's the newest addition to our small frame line but it's a three read combo cut so i mean yeah i mean talking to, to people at the shows i mean <clears throat> you know obviously it's a good call to for for kids just because of their palettes being still so small, but you still run into a lot of a lot of grown people that um, that have smaller pallets that need a, a small framed call. And being a small frame call, that that combo cut. I mean, it was just a, a great addition to our line of small frame calls. I mean, I, we've already got a V and a bat wing, and the uh, versatility of a combo cut. Adding that was kind of a no brainer for yeah. for guys that like those small frame calls. Yeah. Yeah, so I seemed I, like there was there was some demand there. So. Yeah, and you kind of got to complete. If we're going to have the V cut in the bat wing, we got to have a combo cut. And who knows, we might have a ghost cut next year. I think that'd be pretty slick. I haven't run. Have you run the small frames? I've, I haven't. I, I they don't fit my mouth right. And I'm so used to running regular regular frame. Yeah, definitely made more for kids. Um, the next one, which has been unbelievably popular since we come out with it, is the Janus. A call that definitely is respect to its namesake. Uh, it's another three read combo cut, but it's super heavy and super raspy. Talk to me a little bit about that one. Yeah, it's just, that's another combo cut with a little bit, <clears throat> kind of a medium stretch to it, but that heavier read of latex on top, and and being a combo cut with the tension that's on it. I mean, it's it's pretty user friendly, and it's a it's a call that when guys get it, they instantly i haven't heard any bad reviews on it everybody that's that's grabbed them seem to love them so i've gotten several pictures already this spring of people that are like man janice checks out again this thing is a bad call dude i mean what tell me a little bit about how it's different from the combo cuts that we already have whether it's one of your signature series jr's or the done deal or anything like that like what what sets it apart i I was talking earlier about the um my signature combo cut JR's got a, a signature combo cut. Those are both have very heavy top reads with heavier 
uh, latex underneath of them. The two reeds of latex underneath those top reeds is heavier. The done deal is a lot lighter, and this is kind of like the happy meat. The Janus is kind of the happy medium in between those. Um, the, the latex on top is, it's heavy. I say heavy, I mean, it's heavier than the done deal, but it also has some lighter reeds underneath of it that makes it easier to blow. And the, it's not dealing. stretched. Yeah, it's not stretched as tight as like what mine and JR's signature combo cuts are. Yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong, but Spence told me the story behind the Janus, not the name necessarily, but is that he was sitting in his barn and you kind of made him a handful of mouth calls just, you know, playing okay. around and all that. Okay. I, I, you're already so, cutting me off, so I, I'm yeah, so like a couple, I started wrong. <laughs> the summer before last, <clears throat> me and Hunter and JR and Terrence, um, Pender and Lovey, uh, oh, shoot. Who all was there? There was a handful of us out staying in the barn for the weekend of the golf outing mm -hmm. and the big party at Spence's house. Mm -hmm. And I brought all my call building stuff, and I, I figured it'd be a good place, you know, when we had everybody all together to uh, work on some new calls and kind of <clears throat> find stuff that was – we could really pinpoint some – Yeah. Doing some R&D, pinpoint what everybody seemed to, uh, to like. And I built a bunch of calls out there, passed them out to everybody, and and uh, there was some stuff that we'd worked on. And I made, I mean, I had just stacks of calls laying around, and somehow or another, I guess they ended up in one of the cabinets above the sink out there. And mm -hmm. last spring, we were going somewhere. It might have been our Texas trip, and he pulled out a call out of his pocket, and he's like, "Man, we need to come out with this." And I'm like, where the heck did you get that? And he's like, oh, it was out in the barn up, at, up in the cupboard. <laughs> and I'm like, I know exactly what I stretched it to. I said, I know exactly what it's made of. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I mean, he, he was yelping on it there. And I know he was he was taking it on some trips with him early this year. Or, well, it was before Nashville I heard him blowing on it. And, mm -hmm. and uh, we'd already put it into production. But, yeah, that's the story behind that. That's uh, And the name said, the Janice, if you've never seen Friends before – Go watch it, and you'll find out exactly who it's named after, and I think that it is pretty spot on when it comes to that. Um, definitely made to grab people's attention. Uh, the next one is just a, the new ghost cut, um, another three-read ghost cut, and that makes the third ghost cut between you, the haunt, and then this one. Um, yeah. Where mine, again, is heavier latex in my signature series. The haunt is a lot lighter and stretched tighter. Mm -hmm. and the ghost is, is has kind of a, a larger ghost cut in it, heavier latex on top, thinner on the bottom, with a very loose stretch, which um, is a little more, <clears throat> a little easier to, uh, to get sounds out of. Have you noticed that with the new ghost cut, you can get a little bit more rasp out of it than you can the other two, for sure? Yeah, and that's <clears throat> that's just, I think, the, loo the looseness of the... Uh, of the reads compared to some of the other ghost cuts we have. Mm -hmm. I've never been, I've never really liked a ghost cut a whole lot just because I'm either right or left. I've never been super good at getting it out of the center, but I do, I do like this new ghost cut because you can get a, a decent amount more rasp out of it than you can the other. Ghost yeah. Cuts. Just <clears throat> being around the shows and everything and, and <clears throat> talking to a lot of turkey hunters, it seems like there is a, a pretty high demand now, like a ghost cut has become very popular around 
around the turkey yeah. turkey woods and and hunters like they want to get their hands on them now i wonder if that's so. because there's not a whole lot of ghost cuts out there no it, that's i mean yeah most most companies don't really carry them in their line um back before i really got into like production of of turkey calls i the only time I would ever build ghost cuts was for my competition calling, and I like to kiki run a lot, which is really easy for me to do on a ghost cut because I, mm-hmm. I, I fall turkey hunt a lot, and that's one of the um, – it's not the main call in the fall, but we use it a lot. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, that's weird. I, I Now that you've mentioned that, I have kind of noticed a, a bit of a pretty considerable spike in the interest in a ghost cut in the last year, I guess, year and year, – past couple of springs but we kind of already talked about the true double a little bit um we can talk a little bit about the history of the true double a little tip of the cap to will primos where that came from but um kind of the same thing as a ghost except it's just going to be a straight top and a bottom it's nothing sexy it's just classic old you know straight two reeded call no cuts yep yep it's not it's not yeah what so what is the history with the true double i I really don't know. Well, that that's one of the first calls that Will Primos made when he started back in the eighties. Was and he they ran that for several years, and um, but that was one of the first calls, if not the first call that Will Primos used and then put in production way way back when. Oh, okay. Yeah, mid to late eighties when they started. Um, another one that. I know for a fact no one else has ever done before that has also been incredibly popular for us is the half moons, both the V and the ghost. We put something out on our Instagram earlier this week about it, but I mean, talk a little bit about where, like what in the world is going on <laughs> on those. Well, it's just, <clears throat> they're both obviously very similar to a ghost cut. They've got a wide open cut on the top. And with the the half moon ghost with a ghost cut on top of that half moon cut, um, I found it's very easy to soft yelp and whistle and just do soft whines, just just light calling with. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and the <clears throat> excuse me, the half moon V has the same concept of the half moon style cut with a V cut into the top of it, where you can do those soft little whistles, but once you kind of increase your air pressure with that split V on top, it'll break more into rasp mm-hmm. compared to the, to the uh, half moon ghost where it's just going to be all pretty much clear. Mm-hmm. Um, which is some, something that I was messing around with, you know, trying to come up with some new cuts. And uh, I found that I could get those clear soft notes and, with the half moon ghost and then the half moon V it was able to still produce some clear stuff, but break it into some rasp as well. Yeah. Yeah. I've had, I've had the same experience with both of those. It's just, it's kind of, I would say the ghost or the, excuse me, the V half moon V is in between a ghost and a true double where you're going to get both, be able to get clear notes out of both of them and get real soft key keys, wines, you know, all that kind of stuff, but you can't, it does allow you to get, a little bit of rasp out of it, just enough to kind of, you know, get, get some attention, I guess you could say. But speaking, yeah. speaking of what in the world is going on on this, talk to me about your new, new signature series, the JG four. Well, that's kind of 
where the half moons come from. Um, I was messing around trying to switch some stuff up, trying to produce some different sounds. And I, I put that little half moon cut in the side and notched it with the V and it's, it's similar. It's, it's a little bit similar to a combo cut, but that, that gap is a lot wider on that side mm-hmm. and using it. I found that I could, I could really get good, good whistles and kikis out of that side and break them into rasp. I could also get good high clear front end notes that broke into deep rasp. Um, mm-hmm. And when I was kind of prototyping or R and D in it, um, our fall turkey season was in, and I had a call. I had one that I'd built and was able to man. I could get really good Jake Yelps out of it, and uh, I took it to West Virginia, and we called some turkeys in using that call, and I really liked it, and then. Uh, kept hunting with it here in Ohio and uh, was able to kill a bird up here with it too. And just, man, that's what I kind of switched over to using in competitions um, for, for yelping. And that's what I've been hunting with all spring and man, they've been eating it up. Yeah. It's, it's when it, when I first saw it, I was like, what in the world kind of concoction did Josh cook up on this thing? And then I tried it. And in my opinion, it's the pickiest call that we have. But if you can maneuver your tongue and and you can manipulate where you're presenting that sound across that reed, it is hands down the most versatile call that we have. It's yeah, it's definitely it's definitely finicky, and, and it takes time. Like all mouth calls, take you got to practice with them and get get mm-hmm. comfortable and build up that muscle memory. But uh, yeah, there's something different about it than than most. Um, and again, it was just trying to be—I don't want to say innovative, but just trying to. There's not really much reinventing the wheel on a mouth yeah. call. I feel like there's every call out, every cut in the calls out there that you possibly can, can be. Yeah. And uh, and after building some of those and, and running them, man, I, I really like them, and I, I think we're onto something there. Oh, absolutely, I think so too. Initially, when we first released it, we were getting a lot of people were getting them just because I kind of think it was the same idea as the half moon, you know, something different, something nobody nobody's ever seen before. And they're just kind of like, Oh, I wonder what that's like. But the amount of reorders that we have of people <laughs> coming back and buying more of them and the feedback that I've heard too, is just kind of like, it's, it's the same as what we just said, you know, it's, it's super picky, but if you can find the different spots on it, then I, th- I love it. I absolutely yeah. love it. Um, but. Yeah, I'm excited. <clears throat> um, I just got from one of our suppliers. I, I got in some of the uh, the old prophylactic, the good clear stuff that uh, hasn't been around for a few years, and I'm really looking forward to trying <clears throat> trying it out with yeah. some some new stuff next year. So, yeah. well, let me know when you get that in. You're gonna stretch some. You can send them to me. Anyway, uh, <laughs> let's. Uh, no, I got plenty of it in. <laughs> No. We we, we kind of already touched on on Jr's new one, the new V cut, um, which, like you said before, it's it's real raspy, it's 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 heavier, um, and all that. But the HW four hundred's new bat wing, it's a two reed bat wing. How is that one different from the one that he, that we already came out with? Okay, so so hunters uh, HW four the the two reed with the black on top and the white latex underneath, both of those reeds are heavier than um, his HW3, the red one with the white latex. And he, w- he was over here at my shop 
and we were working on calls and he's like, man, I really, you know, he, that HW three has been really popular and easy to blow. Mm -hmm. And he's like, he told me, he's like, man, I've had a lot of people ask me and well, the, he said, I've had a lot of people tell me they love that red two read, but they wish that they had something that they could really lay into a little bit more, mm -hmm. but being a, but still a two read. And, and with those, uh, two heavier reads, it's the same stretch as the HW three, but it's heavier readed and you right. can put, it's got a little more backbone to it compared to the HW three. I got you. Okay. Okay. And kind of the same thing when you, when you go to the KT four, um, I had a phone, I was on a phone call either yesterday or the day before he was asking me about it because he really liked the KT three and the KT one, which are both bat wings, but he wanted something that was in the middle of those two, three read bat wings, something that's in the middle of those two. And then, Pointed him obviously straight to the KT four, um, so talk to me a little yeah, bit that, about that. The KT four, it's, it's got a <clears throat> a heavier read of latex on top of it with two thin latex reeds underneath of it, um, and it's got a lighter stretch. But again, just like Hunter's, um, that heavier latex gives it a little more backbone. You can can lean on it a little bit more and and get get a little bit louder, um, more aggressive yelps and cuts compared to, like, say, the KT-1, which is super light, which right. is really easy to call, and I know that people love that one. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, this one's got a little more backbone to it. Yeah, yeah, that KT-1, my brother got one. I, I think it was last week or the week, week before he got one, and he texted me three days later. He said, I'm going to need another one. I think I've already blown this one out. <laughs> Just talk about how oh, much boy. he loved it so much. <laughs> but, yeah, that KT-1 is, is a very, very, very popular and nice call. Um, let's go down, keep on the Batwing train, and go to the Rare Breed collection. Um, yeah, the Rare Breeds, um, working with Hunter Lewis and Tom Oglesby on those, um, those, we worked on numerous stretches and thicknesses of latex, and those were the ones that they, um, that they ended up deciding on. Uh, they're both thin reeds on top, over two reeds of, uh, thin latex really easy to blow i know um when i'm building here i've been messing with them a lot and i i, I love them mm -hmm. oh i love them and, too i'm not really sure that i've found one that i don't like to be honest with you out of all the ones that we've already covered but um which one which one's your favorite the red one or the yellow one i can i kind of like the the red one okay okay just because it's a little bit heavier than the yellow one just a little bit, yeah. Yeah, I figured. You like to put a lot of air pressure through some calls. Um, Sometimes. <laughs> uh, Sometimes. Spring Legion Collection, which has been – the Spring Legion Collection has been the most popular turkey calls that we have sold. Out of all the single packs, all the collections, the Spring Legion has been crazy, crazy popular, which I don't want to say that that surprises me, but, I mean – I guess because it's got the big three cuts in it, the combo cut, the bat wing, and the ghost cut. Um, yeah, it's a it's a pretty versatile pack of calls. Um, I know, like, <clears throat> the bat wing, I really like it. I can cluck and purr really, really good on it. I mean, it's I can also yelp and do the other things, but I can cluck and purr really easy on that bat wing. And then the, the ghost cut, um, it whistles really easy. Um, I know... Uh, I saw Chase killed one with it opening day of 
Mississippi. Is that the one that he was using was the ghost cut? Um, yeah. Yeah. And then uh, the uh, the gray combo cut. I've got one of those in my call case that I've been packing around hunting with. Um, <laughs> just being, like, being more of a combo cut guy, just the, the way that I can run that one, I, I like it a lot. Yeah. And that should say something coming from a guy who can make any mouth call that he wants, and he just picks one out of the spring legion combo it's not even one of his it's a spring legion one um well i mean you at the beginning when riley come in here and he was yelping through the uh through the hallway here he had the bat wing in there and um i've i really like the bat wing because it's got a really good pop to it i can't yeah. really yelp on it as well as i can as a, a other bat wings but the cuts and the clucks on it that i that that i can get out of it personally i i've was very very impressed with it um yeah, the bat wing and the ghost are aren't stretched really tight, and the the combo cut does have a, a tighter stretch to it. Yeah. <clears throat> um, next one I got on the list here are the bat wing collection and the combo collection, which is which is already existing calls that we have, but we've kind of given the convenience factor to the customer in the sense that we're putting three of each of those, three of the most popular of each of those cuts into one pack. Um, you kind of, and they're all, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say also in those three packs, both of those, like all those bat wings and the bat wing collection, they're all different stretches, different thicknesses of latex. Um, and that's, we come out with those for the guys that, you know, really favor a bat wing style call and giving them, you know, different options. Um, some of them you can get really loud on, loud on some of them are great for, really soft stuff yeah and and, and, the, and the same goes for the the combo collection yeah yeah I, I mean that's definitely the the reasoning behind which of the bat wings and which of the combos we have in there because it gives you a soft medium and a loud um in both of those the bat wing the matchmaker which classic call you know that one's been yeah. popular for forever and then kt1 like we were talking about earlier super light super easy call to run and then the hw1 which is a which is a considerably heavy bat wing compared to other ones that we have. Um, and the combo collection, the JG1, JRL3, and Dundeal. Um, I will say I did put a Dundeal in this morning, first one I've ever tried, and I really, really like it. You know, it's kind of one of those, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. The Matchmaker and the Dundeal are still unbelievable calls, you know. Oh, yeah. Um. So that's it for all the new mouth calls that we have, but we got a couple new pot calls that we got. Um, one of them is the peg leg. It is it's a cedar pot with uh, aluminum over slate, and that aluminum is going to allow that call to ring a lot. Um, but you hunted with it in Texas. You got one, and and you hunted with one in Texas. Tell me a little bit because I, I haven't got got the chance to hunt with one yet. Well, so I know. Talk to me a little bit. About <clears throat> my that. first initial thought when I saw them. I'm like, man, these calls are beautiful. I mean, just the color of that cedar and the finish on it, and then the way that they machined in the um, the turkey oh, yeah. track in the bottom of it, where there aren't the uh, the old traditional, yeah. you know, eight eight holes in the bottom of the pot. It's got a big turkey track in the middle. I'm like, oh man, this thing's beautiful. I'm right. I'm interested to see how it sounds with that aluminum over top of it. And I was pleasantly surprised. Uh, the first one that Russ sent me up here, like. Man, I scuffed that aluminum up and, and put a striker to it, and I was like, oh, man, this, this is nice. I mean, it's in my turkey vest, and hunting with it in Texas, that 
that louder, higher pitch aluminum sound um, is great for places where sound carries like that for, for like locating gobblers and just getting. Oh, yeah. It seems to me like <clears throat> more like out west, Texas, um, places I've hunted like Merriam's and stuff, Rio's. Those hens have more of that that higher end, like screechy front end. Um, yeah, that man with that aluminum surface, it's really easy to produce that that high clean front end and break it over into some nasp, nasty rasp. Um, oh, yeah. Which is, I just, yeah, I really, I really enjoyed hunting with it out there in Texas. Um, but it'll be just as effective yeah. here at home or yeah. anywhere else. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, hats off to Russ. You know, the the lightweight cedar pot, the aluminum, which is obviously going to ring more, but it's over slate, so that slate's going to kind of dull that sound out a, a little bit. And then when you put it with a purple heart striker, which is the one we send it with, um, or a diamond wood, that denser wood is going to absorb a lot of that ring. And, God, it just – yeah, I've played with it a little bit at the shop, but I haven't had the chance to carry it in the woods. But, I mean, if anything, it is a gorgeous, gorgeous pot call. And it sounds good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. More but, more importantly. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, it is, it is beautiful. Yeah. Um, more functional and one that, for lack of a better word, surprised the hell out of me is the Thunderdome. Goodness gracious. Yeah, it's got an injection molded pot um, with a slate surface, and it comes with a two piece hickory uh, striker, which I've come to find with our one piece flare tip hickory striker. Man, it just man, it goes together like peanut butter and jelly. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's it sounds so good, and we had the indentations put into the side of the pot to give a better grip. Um, I was actually talking about it the other day in Texas when I was hunting with it, man, you can, you know, you can hold it up in your hand, like hold it out from your hand with all four of your fingers and your thumb. Or if you kind of palm it, like some guys like to palm their pot calls, you know, Mm -hmm. and you can hold it, hold the side of the pot in between your index finger around the webbing to your, to the end of your thumb. Right. And, and hold it that way. I mean, with those little indentations, it it gives a great grip. Mm -hmm. Um, so, but yeah, overall, the the sound with that pot that that pot's producing, um, man, it just it's got good pop. It's got great rollover from from that front to back end Yelp, uh, clucking and purring the soft stuff on it. I I love it, man. Oh yeah, and I mean, I mean, tell me if you agree with this or not, but. Uh, just from a slate standpoint, slate is not going to be as loud as, as glass or crystal will just because it's, it's a lot, lot heavier and a lot more dense, but that Thunderdome can scream if you want it to. Oh yeah. You can, it's definitely a call you can lean on and, and get super loud. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, but, right now it's the only one that I've got in my vest because typically you're probably the same. You carry a slate and you carry a glass or a crystal to get both sound ranges, but that Thunderdome can do both so unbelievably well. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Um, like you just said, I, I've got that Thunderdome slate. I've got the peg leg aluminum, and um, some people not, might want not want to hear it, but I've been hunting with that Mister Fox glass call. Oh, also. dude! 
and uh, I didn't plan on scuffing it up. You know, I was just going to save it to, to keep as a keepsake with my vest, which right. I've worn every day this spring also. <laughs> um, but we had a guy at the, at the Mr. Fox thing mm-hmm. at West Point come up, and he's like, well, how's it sound? And I was like, well, you know, we really haven't scuffed these things up. I mean, they're more of a, a keepsake. And a <clears throat> I said, but here, I'm going to scuff this up. Cause I knew it was going to, I knew it was going to sound good. Cause I know what our pot calls consist of. Yeah. But I said, I'll scuff this up and run it. And if you don't like it, I'll go ahead and buy it. And, uh, we scuffed that one up and ran it. And the guy's like, yeah, I'll take it. Yeah. And after doing that, I'm like, yeah, <clears throat> I'm, I'm going to hunt with mine too. Yeah. Yeah. I've told that story to a couple of people that are asking like, I mean, is it worth, you know, scratching up and taking hunting? And I was like, oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, cause, cause another reason why we hadn't scratched any up and used them is because we've been making so many because the demand for them has been so high and we haven't really had the chance to, you know, play with one just because every time they get done drying, they go straight into a clamshell and, and get and get shipped out. But yeah. when we scratched that one up in West Point, that, oh, man, that was very, very impressive. Yeah. So it is a show yeah, piece. It. it is a show piece, but it, it's a killer. I like it a lot. Oh, yeah. Um, and the last one, last of the new calls that I've got here on my list is the push button. Um, you know, I've push buttons kind of get looked down on a little bit just because it's so simple and, you know, it's not flashy or anything like that, but no, it's, it's kind of, it's kind (laughs) of like a bicycle. It's, it's like training wheels on a bike. Like, yeah, but man, when it comes to a call that's easy to produce great sounds and those push buttons have been out for a long time in the mm-hmm. hunting world and there ain't no telling how many turkeys those things have killed oh gosh um i was hunting with a guy last week in texas that he pulled out his push button and i was <laughs> sitting there and i was just like man that thing it's it's such an easy concept but it sounds so good so good and it's and it's like it's it's damn near foolproof Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, every time we got to package some up to put back on the shelves and stuff like that, I just find myself messing with it, and I'm just like, God, this thing sounds so good. Yeah. I mean, almost makes just me want to easy and Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of it's like every if you could hit a, a lick on a box call perfect every single time, that's about what yep. it feels like. Yep. If you could hit a perfect lick on a box call – and you can purr on a box call. That's what it sounds like to me. Yeah. Um. Wh- uh, so you can't say yours. That that's not fair. Which of the which of the new calls do you think is your favorite that you that you've used personally? Is it the Spring Legion combo? Would you say? Um. Man, I've been messing with a bunch of them. Of the new calls, okay. I was going to say I really like just love the done deal but yeah. um Yeah, it would probably be the uh the Spring Legion combo. I know, I mean, I've used that more than anything. That and the Janus. Yeah. Yeah, that Janus is definitely up there for me, but I would I like the rare I think the rare breeds are my favorite. Even Janus included, I think I would say that the rare breeds. The rare breed and the KT4 would be my would be my number 1 and 2 draft pick. I just, I, the rare breeds just, you talk about pop. 
both of those calls have a lot of pop and they run really, really well. Yeah. Um, but where are you where are you going next? Where what's where's next on the map that you're going? I'll be here working, riding the bench until uh the opener in Missouri, April seventeenth. Okay. You can go hunt with JR? Yep. Oh man, can I come? Nope. Oh man, it was worth a shot. Sorry. It was worth a shot. Tennessee opens up next weekend, and that ought to be fun. The le- the lease that I'm on about an hour away from here, we've gotten pictures on four or five different cameras, pictures every day of Longbeards. Oh, wow. And they're far enough apart that it's not the same turkeys. And so awesome. I'm super excited about that. I can't go opening weekend up there because buddy of mine's getting married on opening day. Can you believe that? Yeah. The problem is, he's yeah. a turkey hunter. He turkey hunts, and he's well, still that's, getting married on opening day. Yeah, that's... Uh, it's inexcusable phew. is what it is. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's piss-poor planning. <laughs> um, how Youth season was last weekend in Tennessee, right? Uh, youth season is this weekend. Youth season is this Saturday and Sunday. Kentucky's youth season was last weekend. Okay. I'm not sure why there's two weeks before the opener, but it's always been that way. But, yeah, Tennessee, they pushed our season back two weeks starting this year. They dropped our limit from three to two, and we start two weeks later than we typically do. Um, but And we run all the way till the day before Memorial Day. That's when our season closes, May 28th, I think. Oh, wow. Yeah. Way late. Which, wow. I mean – that's longer that we, that I get to turkey hunt, but at the same time, last few years I've seen strutters that late in May consistently. Yeah, I mean it's not it's certainly not too late to where it's over, but God, I'm gonna have to strap like two or three thermosels to me if I go off in the woods where too late. Oh yeah, it's gonna be start. thick. <laughs> It'll be thick. But well, all right, dude. I think that, that's all I got. You got anything else you want to add? Um. Man, I don't. I don't know. I'm just trying to just trying to get <clears throat> more stock build up before I hit the road again. <laughs> You've killed enough. You you need you need to take a seat and let some other people kill some turkeys before you get to go back out. We, well, I'm I'm taking my seat. We've been here working and shipping out all the calls that you made. Now I want to turn. I want to go on a trip. Um, that's not up to you, though. That, that's definitely not that's, up to yeah. That's not my that's, call. For, for <laughs> that's not your call. <laughs> well, well. All right. Well, we appreciate you guys stopping by and listening in. This has been another episode of the Rolling Thunder podcast. We'll catch you on the next one.